Hello, we are Orte Dilse Desi, a podcast for brown women by brown women. Welcome back. This is your host, Geet. I want to take a moment right now just to appreciate all the love and support that we've been getting from you guys. We're seeing the comments, we're getting the DMs, we see the likes, and we see the Insta page follows. I'm seeing the five-star reviews that you guys are leaving us, and we are super grateful for your support and for your love. Today, Sammy, Amna, and I will be talking about self-care, what we do to unwind, relax, and reset from our hyper-connected worlds. I'm going to start today off by reading a quote by Dan Pierce, author of Single Dad Laughing. People who love themselves don't hurt other people. The more we hate ourselves, the more we want others to suffer. I've learned that loving yourself is at the heart of a successful life. When you love and respect yourself, you make space for yourself. Explore your own curiosity, contemplate your thoughts, work through your challenges, celebrate your successes. You automatically respect and welcome another's need for the same into your life. When people like this come together, you encourage that in each other and unknowingly work towards creating a better world. And with those thoughts, we're going to jump right into episode six. I hope you love hearing it as much as we loved making it. Miriam Webster defines self-care as caring for oneself. Our first question for today is, what's your definition of self-care? Sammy, why don't you start off with that? Sure. Um, I actually really like this topic, and I'm so glad that we're talking about it more and more as a society. I'm talking about it at work as well. Um, And I think for me, self-care just means paying attention to myself, uh, my feelings in the moment, the emotions that I'm going through. Um my day-to-day health and mental health together, Um, just being mindful of myself so I can do the things that I love and care for the people that I love um, and care about the purpose that I have in life. So, and I know self-care can mean anything from just, you know, taking five minutes to breathe or taking a bath or taking a walk. Um, So I think I love the fact that self-care is really just whatever you want it to be. Keith, what about you? So I think over time, self-care for me has changed. Um, There are different varying definitions of self-care for me. So there's one that is along the lines of what you're talking about, really just kind of taking time away, um, having boundaries, recognizing that um, something is too much for you in the moment and saying, okay, I need to step back. Uh, or um, someone is too much for you and you need to kind of say, I'm going to talk to this person or not talk to this person could be forever or just for a little while. Those are varying versions of self-care, but I think there's also another self self-care. And I think that happens to people that um, struggle with mental health or are experiencing PTSD or, you know, things similar to that, which is a whole different level of self-care to me, which is, and and I've been experiencing it lately, which, you know, we've been talking about a lot amongst each other as friends, like outside of the podcast, but we've been talking Mm. about my experience from last week, whatever happened and the disassociation I'm feeling. Mm. The fact that I'm kind of like looking outside of myself into myself is also a form of self-care where Mm. I'm kind of pinpoint oh, I'm feeling this and I, I'm, I'm having a panic attack because a lot of people are finding it fascinating that I'm being able to pick up that I'm having a panic attack. Yeah. Um, in the moment I'm saying, yay, this is a panic attack, you know? Would you call that reflection? 
over just over the past few days, like deeper reflection? No, because it's happening in the moment, right? Yeah. So I, I'm one now, when I think back at it, then I recognize that it's self-care, but yeah. it's happening in the moment. So clearly I've learned that with time, that self-care when, because I've struggled with this my whole life, mm-hmm. I have clearly learned patterns and ways that work for me to, so that I don't have to look at it after the fact yeah. and then go back and fix it. I'm actually now become aware enough of myself to recognize that this is not normal. Okay. And what is it? Of course, the medical background helps, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not just the medical background. It's all the self-help books that I've read too. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've done a lot of reading on neuroscience, neurology. Um, so, yeah, I think that because of all of the stuff that I've read and then that I've been coping with over throughout my life, major episodes of depression, major, you know, issues with my ADD, anxiety that I just never addressed, you know, whatever it is. But all of those things, I think, with time have created this disassociation which actually is making me recognize as i'm feeling it in the moment and that i think is also a form of self-care um no what about you how do you define self-care so like it um self-care to me has been evolving process um i grew up with my family my society my family more so and also society having no concept of self-care And then my profession also, being in medical school, doing residency, um, general practice of medicine, we're taught not to focus on ourselves. It's like we, no matter what, we just don't focus on ourselves. So that has been an evolving process for me. And for me also, self-care is about um, care of my soul and care of my mind and body and um, uh, creating the balance, a balance because, you know, in human body, it's all about balance, Mm -hmm. too much electrolyte, too little electrolyte. So creating a balance for my soul and for my mind has been a struggle throughout my life. And finally, I've come to a point where it's all about, and now we have more evidence and research showing that stress causes physical illness and Mm. so if i'm not so i have had to teach myself that if i'm not well if my soul my body my mind is not well then i will not be able to take care of anyone so to me it means taking care of the whole person yeah no i think and you bring up a really good point is that that balance and taking care of that whole person where you know, you can't separate your mind from your body. You can't separate the stress from your body. Um, and I'm gr- glad that we're talking about self-care as we're wrapping up Mental Health Awareness Month as well. Um, and after having some really, you know, tough conversations around mental health too. Um, I'm glad that we're here. And I think, Githu, you brought up a really good point um, earlier. And you mentioned time. Um, so just, I wanted to take a moment and just recognize how self-care can change over time as well, because you're changing over time, your experiences, people you're around. Um, I just wanted to go back to that and ask you, like, 
has self-care increased for you over time as well? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. When I was, when I was younger, self-care was not a thing. Um, self being self-sacrificial was a thing. So sacrificing yourself is the way that you're supposed to be. We're, we're obviously going to get into that conversation in, in a bit towards the next couple of questions are probably going to be on that. But um, so I don't want to give too much away, but no, for me, beginning was self-sacrificial. I was the lamb on the altar of sacrifice. So I was always putting myself up. Um, I came last, everyone else came first. And I, with time, realized that that makes me very dysfunctional. I was not doing anybody any benefit by ending up where I had ended up, obviously. And self-care has changed entirely for me now. So with time, I have become just more aware of myself and what makes me comfortable, what makes me uncomfortable. And if something makes me uncomfortable, then I find a way to extract myself out of the situation, even if that means that it's forever, you know? And I've had a tough time dealing with that. Like I, there are people that I'm not talking to forever <laughs> because it makes me so uncomfortable. So, yeah. and slowly I've also recognized that, you know, chasing people is a waste of time. You know, mm. like if, if somebody's not loving you and respecting you the way that you're loving and respecting them, let it go, bro. Right. <laughs> Self-care is letting go. You're Self-care absolutely... is letting go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um. And I think even for me over time, like, I don't think self-care even came into my demar until I started working at an organization that is really strong about mental health and they have a mental health clinic for the community. And so I think just being in proxy of that, I was able to pick up on so many more conversations that like, sort of, I was like, yeah, I guess I just never recognized that. I don't know, me listening to music or me going for a walk was, I could categorize that as self-care. And so I, you know, I finally had a word for it, I guess. Yeah. And you know, the other thing also, I, I, I think I didn't give enough respect to was self-care is also having a girl gang, having a girl gang that you can turn to people that really learning how to decipher between people who care for you genuinely and people who don't, and therefore also changing the way you treat them. If somebody, if you're not somebody's priority, don't them make them your priority. You know, make the people that really love you your priority. Involve yeah. them more in your life. If they make you feel good, there's a reason why they're there. Everyone in your life is there for a reason. So stop, you know, gauge things properly, kind of. Mm -hmm. So to me, girl gangs are self-care. Right, Amna? Yeah, so I, I read it somewhere uh, that, you know, if you have, can you name five friends that you can call in the middle of night? <laughs> If you're in a crisis situation or a friend or a family that you can borrow money from um, and so on and so forth. And that is another way of looking at it. Yes, if you have, you have to have a support system. Girl gang. I like the name girl gang. <laughs> and it's a girl gang because for me, that's what it is. But like, I have a group of people now that I honestly can say, because exactly that question that you're talking about, I think at some point I came across that question in my life too. And I realized mm. I was completely coming up empty. And that was very, very depressing for me. Like it was super depressing that like I have, I'm putting in all of this time and energy into people that I know I can't call at 12 <laughs> o'clock and say, I have a flat tire and they're going to show up. Yeah. 
you know, like if there's only one of those and 20 of the people that like would not even like pick up the phone, then you have a problem. So now that's changed. I mean, everyone, every person I think in my life that I have currently is the kind of person that would, they don't have to drop their lives, but I'm just saying like, pick up the call. <laughs> I'm yeah. not calling you just, just for poop, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah and also right. emotional support emotional support absolutely I, I was in pakistan and i was having a crisis moment about my partner and his alzheimer's disease and i was like what do i do so i called two friends in us and i cried and cried and cried and cried and that's now i feel so blessed that i have like a huge girl gang around me <laughs> player So music just takes me somewhere else and it's my go-to thing. Okay. Other things, there are, there's a laundry list of things, but really for me, nature, um, water, grass, sky, just being out in fresh air and music. Mm. Mm. Sounds so comforting. Yeah. Sounds so comforting. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy, what about you? Hmm. Um, sometimes like a really good cup of chai is a lovely way to de-stress. Uh, and sometimes, you know, like I totally agree with Amna, um, listening to music that puts me in a really good mood that I can just, you know, get up and start dancing to. I love that. I love doing that for myself. Um, and then I think sometimes... self-pleasure and masturbation can be a great way to unwind and de-stress <laughs> oh that was awesome thank you for saying that okay wait what say it again are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you listening out there uh, yeah. a great way to unwind and de-stress is just a quick masturbation masturbation session yeah that's the best self-pleasure. form of self-care is loving yourself man exactly. thank, you for, thank you for stating one of the probably <laughs> most appropriate ways of de-stressing and i don't think i would have said it so thank you <laughs> just don't let let your mom listen to this <laughs> i'm over it i'm, I'm a woman here i stuck yeah. for a lot of Yeah. Oh um, my god, that's awesome. But, I love it. I mean, you know, <laughs> let's let's go there because those are yes. those are the things that really if that makes you feel good, that's self-care. Do it. Hell yeah. And you yeah. do it in your own privacy, right? Kon kare bahar ja ke karo. Nahi aur itna kyun matlab mard bhi isi wajah se karte hain. 
मतलब वो सेल्फ केयर कर ले जितना जितना चाहिए हम ना बोले हम ना कर सके नहीं आप कर सके तो दूसरी बात है आप जबान से उस चीज को ना निकालें ये सही है और से बैड टैबू टैबू हराम 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 एंड देन वन मोर वे दैट आई लव डिस्ट्रेसिंग अ स्टार गेजिंग like just feeling of wonder that you get from just staring at the sky and staring at what's out there and so yeah what geet what about you yeah mera to bahut hai i am a what about like like top 3 to 5 okay that so are I like your go to so yeah. i'm very um my nose i'm very what do you call it i don't know what the word is olfactory um so i have a solid connection with smells so scents and smells of certain things sometimes i have no idea what it is but it triggers so my nose is very strong so i love candles incense i find it very relaxing a cup of chai like you said music oh my god has been my lifeline but i also i also have a very weird love hate relationship with music because sometimes if i hear a certain song it puts me right back in my center of my trauma <laughs> so so i have a love hate relationship with music so <laughs> I used to listen to music nonstop now I'm a little bit more um um I'm a little bit more picky about what you listen to picky about it and also when I listen to it I don't automatically turn to music to de-stress it's just one of the things I love cooking to de-stress that's okay. true I also love doing house cleaning <laughs> I've been getting that I love to like when I'm what's it called sweeping the floor and stuff I find it very relaxing so oh. If I'm in my house and I'm really just very homey and I fi- and I'm not nobody's forcing me to do it, right? Like there's nobody sitting on my head ke jhadu lagao and poche <laughs> lagao. I'm just doing it on my own. I actually like taking care of my home is very de-stressing to me. Yeah. Um spending a lot time with my dogs. Oh. Being by the water. Water has always been a very um calming factor for me in my life. so i like being by the water i like um looking out in the stars and on the night and watching the planes go by or the boats go by and yeah me too amazing amazing so relaxing being home is very relaxing so there's so many things so many yeah for sure i forgot cuddling with my pet like just just that yeah. like sit there and like you cuddle with them and you're like oh it feels so yeah. good i mean today i was reading that book that jahara recommended the um the body keeps score i got it and i'm reading it i'm on like page 3 and it's starting to get heavier and heavier for me and i'm just like Ugh. and i can feel myself sweating <laughs> that's how heavy it's getting for me and suddenly zara picks up zara is my little 12 year old shiba you know picks up a um toy and just starts shaking her head like this and flipping it and flopping it all over and then i look at her and i'm like oh thank god i love you, <laughs> you know, like i just looked at her and i was like i love you come here and then i took the toy and i started throwing it so very distressing yeah healthy distraction healthy you're distraction. taking a bath is very you know that's also used to be my go to yeah just take a bath and um incense candles aromatherapy is very big for me too yeah aromatherapy i love it I have certain scents that calm me down the minute I turn them on like yeah me too um my favorite cam- candle from that place is mahogany teakwood ooh i bath, love jasmine bath and body works that's what mm. those are my favorite I, i mean i have one that's really my top line favorite it's um apothecary 
white vetiver, I can never say this word, vetiver, V-E-T-I-V-E-R. Hmm. Those are like instant calming things for me. As soon as I can spell it in the air, I'm like, oh. Yeah, Jasmine is my favorite because, you know, that's a scent from my childhood. Yeah. Grew up around Jasmine scents. Yeah, all those gajre and stuff in Pakistan. Um, it's that. funny I was talking to my sister too and we were talking about how cooking is a really good form of like de-stressing after yeah. work especially after like a long day of work where you're just staring at the computer you just want to get up and do something with your hands that's mm-hmm. other than typing <laughs> uh, especially in this day and age where you're sitting there in front of computers all day long right working yeah. remotely and and now you want to stand up and do something and Cooking is a lot of fun in that way, yeah. And cooking is creative. I'm not a remote worker. But um, and no, you're right. It is really creative. That's what when, uh, you know, when I'm really stressed and I go for something really complicated. Because <laughs> yeah. then you lose yourself in that. Yeah, because right. then you're, you're concentrating on the ingredients and like, yeah. It's something new and you're like whoa and so like right like when you and then there's instant gratification right <laughs> you just are happy you to eat it yeah <laughs> you know it takes a lot of concentration to julienne peppers man i gotta say or julienne peppers. Oh, yeah you get in the zone like um and the smell from it too you know we're all factory people so it's like just the smell of cooking is right and then you add each ingredient and it like brings off this new smell yeah but yeah i wonder you know in this conversation i think one of the big things that i kept thinking about too was why don't we talk about self-care in our own community in our south asian community as women what is that what do you think that is i know it's not one thing i think generations of not taking care of i said you have 60 yeah. years to listen <laughs> probably more like thousands <laughs> it's it's a constant thing i was with some people last week and it's it's ingrained in us that pers- pursuit of pleasure is not our thing that's what you're constantly told and you're told that that's selfish it's not selfish if you're over course of years that i have learned that if i'm happy if i'm happy with myself then i can serve others better mm-hmm. i also think it's a bad notion of self care too that we have in our community abhi jaise sabina bhi keh rahi thi ki they want to talk about iske ghar mein kya ho raha hai to uske ghar mein kya ho raha hai ye ek weird version of self care bhi hai hamari community mein that you know is they think that women when they get together they're just supposed to sit there and talk about uske ghar mein kya to uske ghar mein kya to uski bahu ne kya this is not self care can we just say that out loud please right right <laughs> yeah this is not therapeutic in any way what you're doing <laughs> right. like being I'm, worried about log kya kahenge is not self care <laughs> ڈو 
वो बहुत बड़ी स्लट है और वो तो फलां है और उसने फलां किया बट एट दी एंड ऑफ द डे यू रियलाइज के आप फिर भी खुश नहीं है सो यस इट इज नॉट सेल्फ केयर मैंने देखा है कि हमारे यहाँ इर्द गिर्द जो आंटियां या वट मेरी उम्र की भी शायद women hongi to ye kitty partyan karti hain right they go out and they have these kitty party type things where they meet in the daytime and that's supposed to be oh i'm going with my girls to go and have some lunch and they tell their husbands or their partners or whatever ha ye mera time hai right so they're making the effort to take time out for themselves but then right. they're going and doing something entirely destructive with themselves ke like mm-hmm. aap jaake you're just adding more misery to your psyche by sitting there and listening to somebody being bitched out or bitching them out yourself you know no and i was in pakistan for extended period of time so i went to a lot of these parties so it's about kisne kya pehna hai usne kya pehna dekho usne aaj kya pehna hua tha dekho uski aankhon ke niche bags nazar aa rahe hain nahi usne falane to zarur botox karaya hai aur falane so it's it's all just criticizing others because and my whole uh, inference of after reflecting is that it's because there's nothing inside you so you don't want to pay attention to you so you want to pay attention to others and create negativity in them main ek ye bhi baat kehti na ki yahan par khas taur pe bachchi ko bada kiya hai to it's all about positive reinforcement positive to maine kaha hamari society mein na to negative reinforcement se hame bada karte hain you find every day you said you're supposed to say every day find a positive things about your partner or your child or some mom pe hota hai ki har roz 10 negative cheeze maine tumhare bare mein tumhe batani hai aur main i'm going to i'm going to be the i'm going to be the first to admit वैसे okay again because of someone that struggles with this stuff my entire life i'm going to go ahead and admit ki dimag wahan jata hai you do pick up so fast on the negative things ye wrong hai ye sahi nahi hai ye nahi hai ye nahi hai and then it's a work in progress for you to say hey i'm not going to pinpoint that instead i'm going to say something positive it's like a work in progress you're not perfect yeah. at it. and it's, not, it's really an unlearning experience to be honest right like over time because you're kind of like yet yeah, a guy like banda or a bandi whoever is sitting there and hearing this and living this day in and day out of course they're going to think that way of course they're going to worry about the material shit like bag and shoes and kapde or whatever right and not really worry about themselves and how they care for themselves but mm-hmm. also for themselves you know under that's ingrained in us ke hum bhi apne bare mein bhi kehte hain ke mere mein ye kami hai emotionally bhi aap sochte ho ki mere mein ye kami hai mere physically ye kami hai instead this is a body that's carried us care mind and body that's carrying us through adversity carrying us so we have to be thankful to ourselves too ha huh, i think a lot of people find physical fitness and working out as self care lekin i have to take a moment for this to say that that's not where it stops you know i know a lot of people that put in a hell of a lot of energy and time into their physiques and this and that and say i'm caring and then they tote i'm caring for myself this is my self care yeah but that's not where it ends because i mean at the end of the day I, i a lot of these people that i see that are working out so much and spending so much time at the gym they're still freaking miserable at the end of the day anyway so it's mm-hmm. like you're not doing a complete job of like self care and i also i have to admit though like or i have to believe that if someone says that as self care for them we also got to take their word for it too right they must have figured out some way of dealing with the stress that they have 
And so I think it's also just, I think I'm always kind of open to how else can, how else are other people taking care of themselves? And what can I kind of do for myself too? We know scientifically endorphins get released when you work out or yoga is another thing that whenever I do regular yoga, I'm just calmer. I feel like when I was working out and I was going through my massive weight loss, I feel like it was a band-aid. You know, like it was because the endorphins were releasing, it was kind of making me feel better, but it wasn't really helping me resolve the underlying problems. Yeah. So the resolution isn't there, but the band-aid is there. And so is it a complete version of self-care? And to me, I feel like when you, until and unless you address your fractured brain, right, which I'm going to now again, lead back to that um, emotional first aid, the book by, I, I believe his name is Guy, Win- Guy Winch. He says that he says that we put so much effort when we break our leg. Do we walk on it? No, we don't. Right. So like, why are we walking on our broken brain? Mm, are we doing that? True. And we- so, and so when <laughs> I, when I'm, when I think back at it and I went through the, I, I have to say it's a drug, it's like a drug because you're losing the weight, you're getting better. You're not feeling amazing about yourself. And you're obviously starting to look amazing in the mirror right now. Right. You're losing all this weight. People are like, Oh, you look great. And blah, blah, blah. It's a drug. It's kind of a drug, but it's not resolving any of my real emotional issues underneath. It's just making right. me look good. And so people are more accepting of me. Yeah. Like what does that do for emotional first aid? Okay. Not and much. I think- even from and I think even from our parents generation or you know previous generations I feel like they were so worried about survival that self-care felt like a privilege for them you know like that they were going through such hard shit that like that's all they focused on was like how are we going to survive and that's what they passed down to us too right this like survival mentality that's actually a really good point but now we're sort of like in another environment in America where we are talking about mental health a lot more than we used to. And so now we're sort of going from the survival mode to going, you know what? I have the privilege of having a job and having all these things in my life now. How do I, how do I now turn to myself and take care of myself now? I remember having this conversation with my father very many years ago. I can't remember how long, but it was a much bunch of years ago where he said to me, you know, this is an American problem that you guys have talking about things all the time. Yeah. It's an American thing. And I never had the time to do all of this stuff. Like, how do you have the time to do all of this stuff? And I just looked at him dead, dead ass. Like I looked him in the face and I was like, because I don't have the problem that you had that. Are you not recognizing that? Right. Like, okay. And then he made a joke out of it. Yeah. My, your father's Bill Gates. So you can just waste your time. And I'm like, that's not what's happening right now. That's <laughs> it. No, like you're, you're, you, you know, you're in a better position. So therefore I was born in a better position. Right. So I don't have to waste my time on that. I'm not work, not waste my time. Sorry. I don't mean that it's a waste of time. What I mean is that I'm not thinking about my mind is completely occupied from something else because my mind is not occupied with survival. Right. Now my mind is thinking about entirely something different. Yes. But isn't it, I mean, it just is mind boggling to me that South Asian uh, communities may subsidize or don't think about it or survive. We come from thousands of years of wisdom. I mean, isn't that what Yoga Sutras are? Isn't that what Buddha said? Isn't that what we're supposed to slow down? We're supposed to just 
connect our mind and our body to the emancipation path and we're not supposed to think about i think it's somewhere down the line it's maybe colonialism or something that it just changed our philosophy you know our old philosophy reminds me of um american indians native americans yes it reminds me of their philosophies and how they take everything very easy and calm and say, hey, stop and smell the roses is not like, that's their mm-hmm. lifestyle. It's not something that they just do once in a while. And being one with nature, like there's a sort of indigenous root to it. I think you're right. Yeah. And the same thing is present in, in ancient Indian philosophies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Be one with nature, drink, um, take time to um, breathe, yoga, the art of breathing and making yourself better. And all of these things are also rooted in nature. And it sounds amazing, but yeah, like you're saying in colonialism, took it away from India. It also took it away from America, right? Colonial, <laughs> right. Capitalistic, right. all focused on what you produce, not what are you giving back to your, to the, to, to mother earth, you know? Right. Right. Whether so, it's earth, whether it's giving back to the community, it's just, yeah, sort of sucks the purpose out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that I was thinking about too, as I was thinking about this question, like, why don't we talk about self-care? And I think, I really think there's, there's more to it. I obviously the mental health aspect of like, you know, just like, you don't talk about what's bothering you. Like nobody talk about it in your house. You know, we're not going to bring up that big hairy conversation ever again. So there's that part of it that like sort of blocks you from like just even communicating or talking about what you're what's on your mind or what you're feeling and then when you actually like try to deal with it then your parents come along and they're like Beta kanakalia? and that's like dude okay so that's what you're gonna say to me after like i just went through this like boatload of shit you just want me to eat and that's like their form of self-care <laughs> right like they just want us to like be fed actually and- that's a t- that's I, I do that to my daughter. I'm like, <laughs> uh, and another young friend of mine said, you know, you mothers, you just like, I say, I, 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 I broke up with my boyfriend. I did this. Or ma ka jawab hota hai, khana khaya? Tu khandi kuch nahi? I think this is such a <laughs> mom thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it comes from that caring. You know, I know, I know that it's comes, it's come from that like very caring aspect of our parents. <laughs> And also, that's the only thing that like they can think of saying in that moment because they right. don't want to go there. Also, it's like well, that's the only thing caring thing you can say uh, because if you just say you don't want to question their stress, and you just say, you know, I hate my life, and you say, "Kana <laughs> khalo." And I'm, my mom used to do that, and it used to bother the hell out of me, and I do that to my daughter all the time. <laughs> yeah. How I, I'm listening to you now and that's how my mother because over this week that's what she's been doing she shows up at my house with food she can't really talk about the conversation she doesn't really want to she gets very uncomfortable so you know it's it's very jarring for her so the only thing that she can do is to make me tons of food which I don't really want to eat because I'm not going to eat you know four dosas and dal and gobiki sabzi and everything all at once it's not going to happen but that's her version of caring for me right yeah. and it's almost like that's the that's probably the big type of self-care that I can think of in our South Asian communities that we feed our souls with like really nourishing food that makes us feel good. So I feel like that's probably the top self-care like strategy in South Asian community. Um, 
मतलब मैस्टरबेशन तो बहुत बहुत लिस्ट पे भी नहीं है ना वो तो अभी कोई माँ आपको अपनी बेटी को आगे नहीं कहेगी ना बेटा कोलोनियलिज्म And it was probably exacerbated by the yeah. colonialism. I think it was already there, but it just got worse because everything was being divided, land was being divided, right? So I don't know if you've ever seen like very finitely if you like really think about what what system is. The Vedera the landlord feudal lord system. Yeah. It also doesn't allow space for self-care, right? It doesn't allow space right. for self-education. It doesn't allow space for So it's a very kind of problematic way of thinking. Right. I think it's in a man focused society men run society they don't want anybody else to become aware enough and that's general so society I, I anyway right? book, i have read several <laughs> ah, books about right. subcontinent history and british brought the system because before that when there was mogul empire nobody owned the property except for the king so when british came here or other well they were the major colonists so they they then created this class of um landlord owners the sayeds the vaderas and then zamindars and the whole idea was that they will give them the land and then they will suppress others <laughs> so they don't they won't look like suppressors your own people will be suppressing you mm-hmm. so anyway, i think we're going off topic but no we're not because it's still yeah. staying on self care on the broader topic of self care can why don't we talk about it right. and i think it does have to go back to colonialism and i think it does have it does it's not in the it's not in the best interest of the system for us to be self aware self caring individuals yeah i believe that yeah 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 i because it takes your mind away and attention away from like the politics and the economics and you know all the things that affect you as like a person just oh, trying to make a living right Right. If you're a self-aware person, exactly. you're not you're not swayed by the commercials that you're looking at. I'm pretty confident the way that I am. So if for so if because I'm self-aware because I'm healing my mind or whatever. So I don't need to look at this perfect size 0, you know, red lipstick lady with blue eyes and blonde hair and feel like, you know, I'm I'm a jerk for existing. <laughs> you know, right. they're not convincing me anything anymore. Because I'm not very cushy in my mind, you're fine as you are. <laughs> and I think it's harder for women too. I think Geeth you touch on a really good point. It's really hard for women to do this because we're we're told to be the care providers, not people that practice self-care, right? We're always giving, giving, giving. But we have to also like learn how to take for ourselves. Oh, very important. So I, I think, think it's in- ha- it's hard for in in it's it's harder for women, but in this society of social media and all focus on yourself it's hard for men too the baldness you know especially in south asian society yeah but you know what's not hard for men to take time away if they really want to go and for sure take care of themselves it's totally socially acceptable for them to say hey i'm spending 2 hours at the gym 
But a woman, it's not okay for her to do that because who's taking care of the baby or who's taking care of dinner I know. or whatever. Right. So right. in that sense, I think it's easier for men. I, I agree that social media sucks for everybody, man or woman, doesn't matter. But I think it's easier in our, in our, especially in the South Asian community, men get to take time off a lot. Yeah. yeah. They don't, they don't walk around with the responsibilities of running the house. If the kid's not doing homework or not doing well in school, the, the mother's the one that's getting. I mean, even here, have, have you guys, and have you girls read that, uh, whatever it's called high housewives instruction manual? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Even in America, just overall in America, yeah. I wasn't being specific to the South Asian community, but I do think that we, in this, I think all across America, it's more difficult for women to take time away. But I do think that the South Asian community excuses a man's nonsense yes. a lot more readily. Yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, and I think what's interesting too is that um, how I'm I'm glad though we are starting to see these conversations more and more in our South Asian communities, obviously because of younger younger generations. And also, I think the conversation in the U.S. is moving more towards that sort of being your authentic self. And so and that really does require caring for yourself as well. Yeah, absolutely. Authenticity matters nowadays, right? Like I keep saying that to my my parents many a times will have a very, um, um, very different viewpoint on something entirely different. It's like almost a huge generation gap. And I'm telling them and it, it you didn't used to be that way, but it is now. And I'll tell them, I'm like, this is not like, for example, if something goes wrong, if somebody's, I don't know, let's example, we're dealing with a lawyer. Okay. My, my parents' way of dealing with it, tell the lawyer this, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's like sort of authoritative. Like, yeah. Very authoritative and very mm-hmm. kind of almost demeaning and belittling. And I turn and I say to them, I'm like, the lawyer, you know, like I can't speak to the lawyer that way. I don't agree with that. So I'm going to speak to them like a human being. And I'm going to say, hey, hi, uh, Mr. Lawyer, Mrs. Lawyer, can you do this? You know? Yeah. And um, I mean, and and people respond to that better, too. You know, we don't respond to authoritarianism anymore. So um, for someone who travels a lot, I've noticed and I've learned over the years is like you take their first name you just say if you're gonna start yelling at them what do they care (laughs) i mean they're standing behind that counter and constantly people are complaining if you just go treat them like a human being and say okay fine do whatever (laughs) and i've said i i've i've done both I'm just like, what do you mean? And I've been traveling for 30 hours. They don't give a shit. So this is an say, Okay, listen, fine. If I miss my, you know, it happened to me. My daughter and I, we missed our flight from um, in in Dubai. Then we had to spend a couple of days in Dubai. And then we had another uh, flight in London uh, coming to US and then it almost looked like we were going to miss our flight. And I, by that time, I was just like, done. <laughs> so I just walked over and I said, she said, I think you missed, they're already all boarded. And I said, listen, do whatever you want to do. Just get us a hotel room. Sometimes <laughs> that said, You know what? Yeah. <laughs> she called them and she said, you know what? Just go to the flight. 
I was going to say sometimes that calmness is self-care too. Right? I was just going to say that, Sammy. I was going to say sometimes yeah. treating other people with respect is self-care. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. showed her my human side instead of saying, how dare you and how come and blah. They don't care. And But also they probably care. couldn't do anything about it either, right? They're no. like beholden to like plain times and stuff. So, But if yeah. you just show them your vulnerable side and say, I'm so sorry, but fine. Do whatever you want to do. Right. Well, if, if you're treating somebody when you're get, when you're walking up to a counter or you're treating whatever you're dealing with someone and you're getting riled up, you're not caring for yourself. You're actually raising your blood pressure. You're raising your, you know, different markers. You're doing so much damage to yourself when you're getting so upset about something that sometimes being calm and facing something calmly is self care. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and also. I'll give you an example. No, it's a little bit different than that. I love getting massages. That's another de-stressor. Yeah. So, yeah. But in, in the beginning, you know, I come from a culture of massages. So when I used to get massages here, sometimes I'm thinking, I'm lying there thinking, I don't like what you're doing. I don't like this. I don't like that. And then I came up with a different strategy. And I use that for all my care, like mani, pedi, facial, and massage. I said, they say, what do you want? And I say, do your best. <laughs> and you know what? I get the best care. It helps me. It helps them. That gives it, them a confidence boost. Too, oh, yeah. Right? They're, they totally will do their best. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this woman has more faith in me. All right. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. This has um, been a great, great conversation. I hope there's a lot of takeaways for everybody from here. Yeah. Um, de-stressing is super important. Learning how to maintain your equilibrium is super important. Um, yeah. And I think, I- sorry, Geeta, I was just going to say one thing. Yeah, go ahead. I think the other thing is our South Asian communities are really communal. Like we want to do everything together as like a tight knit family, a tight knit community. So it's always about the greater good. Whereas I think self-care tells you that you are an individual, pull yourself out of that community or that extended family and just, you know, think about yourself. So I think sometimes it sort of goes against the grain of what we're taught to be like, you have to take care of the family, you have to be one with the community. So I think that's the other thing that might be difficult for South Asians out there that like practice, practicing self care might be difficult to separate yourself and go like, I'm yeah. going to concentrate on myself now. I wish, I wish they would look at it the other way because they can actually be examples of self care. And sure. realize that they're enjoying each other's company more when they're caring for themselves and yes. also Geet, right. i'm sure you have noted that and i've noted that that when i was in the self-sacrifice mode and i was like i have to give up this i have to give up that in order to make so and so happy i was miserable so then how can i make them happy when i'm constantly bitter and miserable i fight with my partner and i'm making all these you know messes When mm. I am thinking I'm sacrificing, how can not, you not see? So it's important <laughs> to say when, when I have, I'm in this mode of like, I can only take care of you better if I take care of myself. Right. Right. It's simple. To yeah. me. We have a therapist at work that says, you know, when they make that announcement on the plane, like put your, put your oxygen mask on before you put it on and help others. Absolutely. So like, that's exactly that sort of thing that she uses to talk about self-care. Exactly. So like, 
That's really like, that's a really great example that we can all sort of relate to. Because you're only as good as you are alive, right? Right. And I know that's a very extreme, you're only good when you're alive. It's not about alive or dead, but it's about you're only as good as you are inside. So what are you giving back to your community? If you're not good, and if you're, let's say, the example that Amna was just giving, okay, I'm miserable about whatever. You're sharing your misery, and then it becomes misery loves company, right? Mm-hmm. You're sitting there all, be, all being miserable, because now she's talking about it. I'm thinking about, oh, men, it gets sacrifices, and it becomes almost like a communal sacrificial, <laughs> what the hell is happening? Night, though, we could have just all been just talking about, I don't know, look at that star, isn't it gorgeous? And nobody's upset, you know? Right. And that's where <laughs> gang of women comes in, man. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> It's like, chalo, I'll burger <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm coming. You know, you're yeah. miserable, but I'm coming. Let's go out for dinner. <laughs> yeah. And then when she goes to talk about it, I'm like, nee, nee, burger <laughs> So And let's just we... laugh. Laughter therapy. <laughs> oh, for sure. Laughter is self-care for sure. Yeah. So as we wrap up this conversation, what's one more self-care strategy that you want to leave listeners with? As we're talking through this, there might have been like plenty that came to mind, right? I think I know for me, the one more that like has been really important in recent years for myself is sleep. Just getting enough sleep every night, getting eight hours, at least eight hours every night. Yeah, me and Amna suck at that. That's why we're both shaking our heads. (laughs) We both are not super. That's where the idea of this podcast came from. It's like our 2 a.m. conversation. (laughs) Our lack of sleep and those crazy conversations that we have at 2 a.m. What is my one takeaway of self-care? Or another self-care idea that you may not have mentioned. I think I mentioned everything. It's really important to take care of yourself. That's what I feel. Yeah, Anna. My self-care idea for takeaway is really, and and that works for me, is accepting myself Mm -hmm. for who I am and be true to myself. So if you're not true to yourself, you're constantly going to be in a struggle. And that happens in South Asian community a lot. So my last point. My last takeaway is also authenticity. I think that's it. Authenticity. And I think what you remind me of is self-love. Like <laughs> self-love is self-care, right? Yeah, self-love is self-care. Authenticity is 100%. Like, are you being authentic? Are you are you really being true to yourself? That's very, 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 like, I think it's the core of me. That's the core. And that's everything else. Yeah, it's like, if I am not, if I can't be true to myself with a person, it's better to walk away. Right. Yeah. So ladies, that was an amazing conversation. I hope yes. we can have uh, I hope all the listeners are taking away a lot of information from us, hopefully. Um, and we are always fun to listen to. I hope I'm gonna go sleep now. Our nonsense. <laughs> um, thank you for your support. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We also have an independent website which you can, you know, um, which you can access www.auraten.com. If you're not able to listen to the podcast at any of those three places, you can listen to them on our website. But aside from that, we're also getting on on the way of getting on um, Stitcher. We're on the way. We are on TuneIn. So we're, we're on the way of adding more um, platforms in which you can listen to um, out of the, the podcast. We do appreciate your love. We can't be here without you. 
please continue giving us awesome ratings and reviews on um, all three of those channels. Um, all, I'm sorry, all three of those platforms. We love you guys. Thank you, Arthur. Love you, ladies. Arthur <laughs> <laughs> gang. Oh, <that's> <laughs> Girl gang. Zindabad. Ah, girl gang. <laughs>